Give us on to uh, Spider-Man 4 stuff, as you said. So in Spider-Man 4, there's not much really known. It was in it was being written in 2007, 2009, kind of in that area. Yeah. And uh, there's you can see a few of the storyboards online. There's obviously the one to open the movie. It was going to show uh, Spider-Man like taking down some C and D-list villains. One of the main ones being Mysterio, played by Bruce Campbell. Have you seen them before? Have you seen that before? No. Look it up right now. Oh my gosh. Look up Spider-Man um, Four storyboard. Oh my of Mysterio, gosh. and it's and he knocks off the helmet. And it's Bruce Campbell's character, which implies that he's been there the whole time. He's like that's the reason he's all the three characters. They also, I think Stiltman, Electro, or not Electro. I'm sorry, the Shocker. Um, the Prowler were also going to be ones that oh, I think were going to be in the main. My, okay, the main. that would have been so cool. Because that's one thing I love of the Bruce Campbell cameos. Which is your favorite, by the way, of the three? I like the third one. The second one's really funny. The, I think his second one's the, you may want to. Oh, you can't go in. That one's the funniest. But the third one, where he's like, where he's like, no, 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 no. Yeah, no, I say the second one actually. The second one's funniest. I like the first one. I because because uh, really he's like, he's like <laughs> that's it. The human spider. That's all you got. The terrifying, the amazing Spider-Man. No, we got my name wrong. I can't go on. Oh my gosh, that that was uh, that was funny. But um, yeah. So okay, that's so cool. So Spider-Man Four, Sam Raimi's plan was that after Spider-Man Three, he wanted to make Spider-Man Four the best of the Spider-Man movies. I guess. Spider-Man no. movies, Spider-Man movies, whatever. This is sad. So his idea was to have like a more grounded, more visceral, Ooh. I guess. Uh, Good words, yes. So the main, I guess it was going to be, I've, one is the main I've heard a lot is the lizard was going to be the main villain since Kirk Connors was shown in all three movies having one arm. That's his whole character. He wants to grow the arm back. He'll, he fused his DNA with the lizard, something like that. Turns into a lizard man. That would have been cool, but the main one, the other storyboards, if you look up, uh, Spider-Man 4 Vulture, played by John Malkovich, was going to be the plan. And it was going to be, I watched a video about it earlier, Sam Raimi's plan was to kind of make him, obviously everybody thinks that kind of, the Vulture's old and decrepit, so he's easy to take down. What you see over there, Alex? Um, so, sorry, I'll, I'll say it at the end when you keep going. Okay, so, but... Uh, Sam Raimi's idea was to make Vulture really formidable, the most formidable of Spider-Man's oh. villains so far. And you can see in the storyboard, storyboards, there's a fight, like a really big fight scene happening. Vulture like pulls down the helicopter and actually really wounds Spider-Man. And Anne Hathaway was going to be in it as Felicia Felicia Hardy, obviously the Black Cat. Wow. But in this movie, she would play the Vultress, a new villain made specifically for Spider-Man Four. Interesting. And that's really all there is storyboard-wise. There's a few storyboards of like Peter and Mary Jane kissing in some like crowd shots and stuff. And the wow. writer of um, what's his name? Oh my goodness, something Vanderbilt, I think is. Oh my! You say your thing real quick. Let me find. Um. So quick. I figured out Octavia Spencer's debut, A Time to Kill. Who was she? I remember her though. I remember her. Was she the wife up. in it? Uh, I think she was just. So, I don't know if she was the wife, but I know she was. I remember seeing her in the movie. That was her actual debut. A Time to Kill with Samuel Jackson, Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, amazing excellent movie. movie really. I, I hope we can do a podcast okay. on that sometime. So the writer of Spider Man Four, you're gonna like this one. James Vanderbilt, writer of Zodiac, was gonna write Spider Man Four. No, with also Sea <laughs> Biscuits writer Gary Ross rewriting and playwright David Lindsay Abair. Oh uh, my helping. gosh. I, 
Bruh. But Jan- Jared Vanderbilt, or James Vanderbilt, excuse me, Jared Vanderbilt's a basketball player. James Vanderbilt, so Sony was just like, I think we should just reboot it after Spider-Man 3, and then Sam Raimi, at the end, he was like, I'm just tired of this. Go ahead and reboot it if y'all are not going to give me control and let me do what I want. And they're like, okay, we come to agreement, we're going to reboot it. And then they signed on James Vanderbilt before Sam Raimi had given over the reins. They had signed James Vanderbilt to write The Amazing Spider-Man 1. Which did he write? Didn't he end up writing it? I think so. Wow. Okay, so first and foremost, why reboot it? I get that it was a bit of a critical flop, but it still made eight, over $800 million. Like, like, first of all, the second movie made less movie than the first, for one. So yeah, James like, Vanderbilt did write The Amazing Spider-Man. So, um, man, that's... Davis, thank you for that. I, I really appreciate... I did not know all of that, actually. And first of all, Bruce Campbell's Mysterio is perfect. Literally, me- Bruh, that... That just irks me, because I sh- as I shake fist at Cloud... Oh my gosh, that's crazy. That I that just makes me excited to see Multiverse of Madness because I'm glad Sam Raimi's back in the comic book world. And hopefully he can fix whatever the heck uh, No Way Home is doing to Doctor Strange because, as I say... It's not fist. Doctor Strange. It better not be, and if it is, I shake fist why would it be, cloud. Why is Doctor Strange's house covered in frost? Because it's winter, bro. Or, or we could also say that demons... Notorious for having frost and cold follow oh, them. Oh, come on! Oh, oh, Dave, Davis, Davis saw that on a on a Reddit page. Somewhere. Oh, I came up with the frost thing myself. Oh. I've seen nobody else talk about that. Davis Carroll, everybody, Davis Carroll with a stellar theory. I, I I look forward to seeing that. But yeah, that, wow, that makes me angry. Actually, that that is frustrating. Um, very, man, that would have been interesting. I don't know if it would have been great, but I think it would have been good. I think I think Raimi when he does what he wants to do, it can be good, as we've seen. Um. But man, I mean, why reboot it? I get that it was a critical flop. Stilt but... Man would have been in it. What? Stilt Man would have been in it. <laughs> Stilt Man? He was going to be in the montage of oh C&D list villains. That would have been so much fun, man. That that's annoying. I mean, I mean, really, because the Amazing Spider movies themselves did not make that much money in general. They made, in fact, if because... I'm not mistaken, they made the exact same. They made the exact same amount as the third movie lo- made. And again, they were not exactly critical successes. I don't dislike the first Amazing Spider Man by any stretch. But oh yeah, and then, you, then you've got um. Let's see, you've got where where did I just see it? Hold up one second. Um yeah, it made seven hundred eighty-five uh, million, and it was written by um James, James Vanderbilt. That that is correct, and ooh, produced by Avi Arad. As uh oh, Davis a little angry, but um, Davis, any final thoughts for our listeners at home about the Spider-Man trilogy? Watch the Spider-Man trilogy. Wow, quite quite the uh, quite the uh, great trilogy. I, I would the say, best Spider-Man movies. I, I would I would say um, if if you are interested in seeing uh, you know where the comic book and Marvel Renaissance began, start there because that really is what restarted it all in the two thousands. Um, and yeah, I think you know favorite one obviously the second mo- second movie for both of us favorite villain I- Doc Ock's my favorite. Doc Ock's my favorite. Yeah, Green Goblin's um, my second. Sandman's my third. And lastly, favorite scene. Of mm, all of them. The train scene. Yeah. Or I, Doc Ock's sacrifice. I gotta go to the train scene. Like, the part where they're fighting alongside it is excellent. Everything about that scene, amazing. Um, But we thank you for tuning into Through the Lens and listening to us discuss the Raimi Spider-Man trilogy as long as a lot of news that we discussed earlier uh, today. You can check out all Through the Lens episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Transistor, and even on WGL91, or WGLFM.com under the podcast tab. And we'll be back next week to discuss 
the Christopher Nolan's most recent film and his last film with Warner Brothers. We'll discuss that next week as well. Tenet, the movie starring Robert Pattinson and who's the other person in it, Davis? Colin Farrell? No, 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 no. Robert, no, it's Robert Pattinson and... What movie? Uh, Tenet. Oh, 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 oh! It's Denzel Washington's son. I know, and now I feel so bad. James David Washington says Yes, name? John David Washington. Starring Robert Pattinson, John David Washington. That's Christopher Nolan's next film. Came out during the pandemic era. We are going to watch that and discuss it, as well as discussing Christopher Nolan's move on to Universal and from maybe, Warner Brothers. maybe we'll try to explain the plot. Maybe we'll try our best, explain if we can even hear it. But until then, we thank you for listening to Through the Lens, and we will see you next time.